That's my best friend. <laughs> beep, <laughs> beep. beep. Is that my Bessie and a Tessie? <laughs> <laughs> no one here has a Tessa. <laughs> no. No, we do not. So, in don't. fact, that's not my Bessie and a Tessie. Mm-mm. Probably no. never would My be. Bessie is in a Mercedes, okay? <laughs> I, you know, I'm not anti-Teslas. I just don't. Do you want to char- you want to charge that thing? All- I'll tell you what. You know what else is a bitch to charge all the time too. Every time we try to use it, it's not charged. So a do you vibrator? want you want your car to be like that too? You get in your car oh. like fuck. It's not charged. No. I mean, no. You know, I went to Oktoberfest the other night, and it was like yes, it is. I'm like shit. You went to Oktoberfest. I went to Oct- Oktoberfest. Oh. <laughs> Oktoberfest the other night in Southlake and only in fucking Southlake. You know how Southlake Town Square has that whole section for Teslas? Beep, beep. Every fucking one was filled with a damn Tesla. Of and I'm course. like, of course. Fucking uh, Southlake. Y'all pretentious assholes. See, anyway. I can I can give them shade because that's where I was from originally. Yeah, well. So, but, and I'm you know, from they Town Stay suck. Down. So. <laughs> I don't know that's if that's right. right. I don't even know it's not. Is. It just felt appropriate. Any, useless. Anyway. Oh, it's like the useless. It's not like the crypt. No. no. I don't know why I did that. That's not really an E. What are you doing? I don't what know. do you that's call it? W. Where are you from again? Euless. Uh, you call it E Town? Yeah. E Town. Okay, <laughs> Missy. <laughs> Missy's from E Town, y'all. <laughs> I never claimed that. All the thugs used to say that. Oh. Not the like Tonkins. I, Tongans. Oh, sorry. Tonkins. <laughs> what the fuck is a Tonkin? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they weren't all thugs. Uh, Not a lot of them. Well, you know. You know. Anyway. It's fine. I like that bling bling that I see. Thank you. On your ring Y'all, finger. Nicola <clears throat> What's thought the... that I had an engagement ring on today when I came in. But it's very shiny. Um, um so we're testing it out then. I or yeah, I'm just Blair. Looking to see what this feels <laughs> like hit. again. Blair. Um <laughs> I ordered some rings. I have really small fingers. And so when I yeah, I can't just <laughs> Sorry. four and a half. Five and a quarter. I'll let um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love how all my friends come in clutch. I know her size. Yeah. Um so it's hard for me. So I ordered some rings that that you can get like smaller sizes online. And this one came in and it doesn't fit on any other finger than that one. Apparently. Oh God, so coincidentally, mm-hmm. I have a ring finger on, but I am not engaged. You're test driving the diamond on the finger. Yeah. Honestly, okay. I'm not mad. Like this is obviously fake, but I wouldn't even be mad if that was real. I mean, if I mean, that is the wedding band, I, you know, I'm not mad at that. Okay. We'll send him a picture. Maybe we'll remember this, Blair. <laughs> Maybe we'll take a note. Yeah, Blair. Nicola, we'll take a <laughs> we'll take a photo. Blair doesn't even listen to our podcast. Honestly, so. oh my gosh. I was like, you need to come on an episode before the year's over. And he's like, I mean, <laughs> what? you don't want to come on what? the show. You'll freaking teach a girl how to do an arm curl, but you won't come on a girl podcast. Get it up. We're done. <laughs> I know. Every it's just episode, funny. Every episode, we're going to fucking slide that in there. It's freaking funny, okay? Oh, it's like an inside it? joke with our audience. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> that hates on Blair. Yeah. So, what, so what's Blair doing right now? If he's not. Oh. Gonna listen. Like, where's he yeah, where is he's he? He's probably watching... Watching what? He's not with you, so what is no, he watching? He's probably watching sports or fucking Vikings. Oh, is a, it's a football on oh, today. The football is on <laughs> The Sunday. football it's is Sunday, on. Baby. It's, it's a, a Sunday. Okay. He's watching Sunday NFL football. I thought sure. it was, I th- is it Saturday? Saturday is for the boys. It's college. Saturday's, Saturday's college, college ball. Why do Saturday's. they call it Saturday's for the boys then? Cause Saturday, cause Sunday, fuck boys, fuck Sun- boys made that up. Oh really? I thought it was a football thing. <laughs> no Sundays. Oh, college is more fun to watch. It is. Yeah, because guys like, like to watch that more. They're not like getting a huge paycheck, so it's like they're like loving what they do, yeah. right? And it's entertaining. Oh, it is. is? It? it is. I don't really watch. I don't know. So I he don't watches watch Saturdays football. and Sundays because he's just you know oh my God. about that life. Honestly, the demise of dating a man for me would be. I'm not used sports to center. No. I know. ESP. Oh, and he, his latest yeah. thing, he hung a TV in the garage. So when he grills oh, and no, he didn't hang it in the most like ideal spot. Of he course hung he didn't. Where he, when he grills, he has, he put it even on like what those swivel Swim. out. Um, thank you. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lisa. Um, Always coming close. Thank you. Um, he, <laughs> you so like he can literally pull it out and angled it like exactly to the right angle of where he likes to grill from. That's a lot. It's a whole 
it's a whole ass vibe out there. That and is then he put extra. he stacked his Yeti coolers, you know, so it's oh, a whole Oh man, he's gonna start getting oh, yeah. he's gonna get pictures oh, out yeah. there. He's gonna Honestly, have decoration. He gonna, is gonna have a man chair out there. He sure. is. He really is. And he decked out the office upstairs is all man shit now. And that used to be full to of man shit. I was about to say that used to be full of vibrators Honestly. and now it is full of just oh, boy my shit. Explore box room, storage room has turned into a male office and so now we got fucking a like a fun room. I mean they're still in there, trust. If you like catch a, if you are on his computer camera and you're talking with him in the back, just know there's a bunch of fucking vibrators big... behind his head. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's okay. One goes off. He's like, that's just my uh, it's my girlfriend's toothbrush. That's just such a toothbrush you hear. Oh my god, oh my no. gosh. So that has happened. <laughs> his family came over for oh, to, no. to have lunch for his dad's birthday. And he's like, So I'm just gonna set my stuff. Cause it's all like my it's oh, obviously wanted, very organized. My explore it. shelves are very organized, but like they're in like bins, color-coded bins, and like so he's like, I'm just gonna set my stuff on top in case, you know, my parents like go like looking because they're all open, but they're compartmentalized oh. and, and you just see a big you know package for cock rings big, or something and, yeah a big like, fake yeah. dick <laughs> probably best to put your fucking video games and things go ahead on top. put your computer case in front of it yeah put yeah. something up shield there. it for the love of god poor kimberly would have a heart attack oh my god <laughs> her son has sex Oh my god! Never, oh, never mind. Never. I, I think I probably just crossed the line. Blair's and Connor oh, like, Nicola. <laughs> Sorry. Thank God she doesn't listen. Thank to this. God he doesn't listen either. I know. <laughs> Honestly, he'll never hear it. We're just two boss babes paving the way, and all we gotta say is, don't call us pretty. Hey, you guys! Welcome back to the show. It is Missy with my co-host. Hey, I'm Nicola. This is always weird. I'm I know. So, can I, we're we're just going to do it. Do like, I say your name? Do you say Yeah, your name? I don't know. Because every time you just like, it's like I a pause. fill in the blank. And it's like. Oh, true. Nicola. Nicola, Nicolette. Uh, Shout out to Nikki. Georgia. Ivy. Oh, yeah. Can't. Uh, candy, candy, candy Cooses. Yeah, Candy Cooses. That was it. We don't know who we're going to get. Hell, who so that's knows? That's why I leave it leaving the blank. And okay. I, Yeah, you know what? Maybe that's what I'll just start doing is I'll just start like saying Switch my other up. names that were possible names. Do your multiple personalities. I Bring can. them all out. My Gemini, like but all of my sisters are coming. All of them. <laughs> all of them are coming out to play. Hey, it's in, we're in retrograde right now. So right now we have Candy with us. Candy Cooses oh, in the house. Candy Cooses. <laughs> Howdy. I'm the co-host today, y'all. Our poor guest, Lisa's like. Oh my gosh. Candy Cooses is her stripper name. <laughs> that's my stripper name for like, sure. Almost Candy Kisses. And honestly, I'm sorry. I missed the boat. There are no one handed strippers. And I think I probably could have made you a big miss the boat. You haven't ha- look that body's still looking right. You that haven't body missed any boat is yet. losing weight. So like maybe I can super, I think it's still on the table. Yeah. Opening night. Main I mean, I live right next to stripper road. I mean, like I could hit, I could throw a rock at the lodge and I'd hit it. So like, don't tempt me. With- I think, do they have amateur nights still? I don't know, but I look, I, I mean, I think with COVID, they probably do. Let's do it. And you know, I just just had that. I healed from that. So I think I'm good for (laughs) a couple of months. Y'all, she caught COVID at La I sure did. Oh, no. I was looking dollars for the sake of a fucking photo. And I think I got COVID. I'm like, oh, boy. Damn it. Lord knows where that dollar has really been. But then it was on my Mm -hmm. tongue. Ew. Honestly, some man's sweaty asshole. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, hey, LaBear, how about you go ahead bear. and uh, treat us for a good night? <laughs> because you gave me COVID. <laughs> Honestly. Lisa, have I haven't, you ever I haven't been to LaBear in years. Same. Oh, like, I didn't even know it was still I mean, I never. Here. I, I'm not like one to frequent that place, okay, Lisa? So, like, don't okay. think She's I do judging. that. Don't. Not, I don't judge. <laughs> I just. I don't. I just have a friend there, and I'm just yeah. a supportive Friend. Just a supportive, supportive friend. friend. That's a all. supportive friend. Yeah. She caught COVID and for I that friend. And I caught fucking COVID for that friend. I think people catch COVID supporting friends. You know, often. <sighs> you know, that's how. supporting friends could be the death of you. I think that's how that works. I think so. That's how it's spreading. Works. We have all these like positive people yeah. <laughs> that are trying to just support their friends. Yes, we're just supporting yeah. friends. Well, for the record, guys, 
I don't support Nicola that much that <laughs> I she didn't, didn't actually catch COVID. But she did drop off medicine for me. I did. I left it at the door and ran off. It made me cry. <laughs> and you know, those gummy bears, by the way, were fucking good. Good. You can have them. You know what my ungrateful little children, I don't mean that, but also kind <laughs> but of for this For the sake of the drama of that moment. Yeah, I had to. Um, I go to Costco. I get a Costco card because I'm like, you know. You know, know how this is. Yeah. Lisa's got, you have a yeah, son. What, I might, like what gummies? Okay. Are well, to kids? let me tell you. Yeah. Oh, these are gummy friendly okay. kids okay. or gummy, whatever. Yeah. Thing, the thing. Um, so you've had a preteen boy before. Caleb is literally flipping eats all damn day, all the time. So I swear he Costco. eats as much as Blair and Blair's like six two. So I bought a Costco card. So I'm like, okay, Gatorades, fruit snacks, all the, Galore. the school snacks. That he blows through on a weekly basis, cheese its all the shit. I'm gonna get it at Costco and yeah. buy it in bulk. All the snacks. I feel like I go to the grocery store twice a week when I have them. So anyway, I come home, I get a big old gummy, those gummies, yeah, in a Costco size box with like a hundred, and they come over and Mason's like, oh, we don't like these because dad, dad buys these and we're sick of them. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I just fruit snacks. In they're general, like so. organic gummy fruit snacks. So here I am. They thinking, are nutritious and delicious. They're gluten-free, organic, made with real fruit juice, gummy snacks. And they're, they're like really good. Well, they're just burnt out because apparently that's all their dad buys. And so they're burnout Shocking. on the damn Sorry. Gum- <laughs> gummy. <laughs> Sorry. And so I now- I told you candy was here today. I have a half a box I'm going to just give you because they don't want to eat them. I just have to tell you every day, because I think you get like eight of them in a package. Did you just eat one a day? Yes, because that was my taste test. <laughs> I want to make sure I didn't lose my yeah. taste. And so every day, because it's like, you know, like the yellow one is lemon and, you know, the pink one is strawberry. And so like I was testing my, my tasties. <laughs> I would have brought you some Did you more. Taste and smell both. I lost smell. I was talking. Um, my parents like made me come home because they're like, "You're alone in life. No one's gonna take care of you." I'm like, "Thank you for that." <laughs> I'm, like, I'm already feeling like death, and now you're just telling me I'm basically gonna die alone. So I went home, which was not a great idea. But um, I was talking to my mom at a distance, and she's making bacon. I was like, "I think I lost my smell." And she's like looking at me like I'm an idiot. And she's like, do you smell the bacon that I'm making? And I'm like, I don't smell that at all. That sucks. That does suck. So it was gone, but I never lost my taste. I still had my taste. So, and that was, those gummies came in real fucking clutch. Cause every day I was like, mm, that was lemon. I'm like, nope, I still have my taste. I still can taste things. Well, we're glad that you're healthy. I am too. Back yeah. to normal. I am too. And I'm glad I didn't catch it. Thank God I wasn't hanging out. I'm stay away, stay away from LaBear. Apparently, I'm, I'm surprised that she didn't. I, well, because you know. I literally the day that you found out, I look, the first thing I did was I get off the phone, you know, I look at Blair, and I'm like, "When was the last time I saw Nicola?" Oh, jeez, <laughs> I oh, can't even remember. I think I have fever. It, it was no, like when was the last time yeah, I saw her. Probably. He's like, I don't know. It's been like. A, like a week, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a it was week. like a week. Cause and you, luckily, she was busy with work, so we didn't like yeah. link up that week. And it was, I didn't go the stripper thing that I, was, she invited me to go I to. Did and thank you. God I didn't go. It was a pretty fast, yeah, onset. Is that the right word? Um, because we went on Saturday night and Monday. I was like, well, I don't feel good. It felt like a head cold, and it was yeah. just a head cold. I never. I had a fever one night for a hundred degrees. Yeah. Overall, she really was like. And other than that, I was honestly, I was more freaked out on the anticipation of what was coming. I'm like, what's next? And that's, and you should, yeah. And nothing's a worry because you don't know. But I mean, I'm pretty like health conscious and like, I was like working out all the time prior to that. And I don't really partake in much, you know, extracurricular, you know, things that would make it worse, I guess. So, um, thank God it was not as bad as unfortunately what some people have gone through. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. Okay. so I'm here. She's good. And we're here with you and I, and, and I'm you. fine now. So I can't, I'm just happy to be alive and like here I can talk <laughs> yeah. again to people <laughs> and not to the walls. <laughs> That's her other personality. <laughs> um, anyway, back to our guest. Yes. Lisa. <laughs> okay. So you guys, Lisa is like my, how do I, like my soul sister. I feel like, yeah. In another life, Lisa and I were twins. We have so, like our health yeah. issues are the same. The way we party is the same. We're like the way we travel is the same. Like Lisa's like yeah. my sister. 
from like another a kindred life. spirit. Honestly, I feel like this. She's the only person I've ever met that like literally we link up on everything. It's weird. I love anyway, that. So I met Lisa long time ago, 2016. Uh, 2016. 2016 or 2015? We opened 2016. January. End of 15. Might be. Yeah. So January, I've known her for a long time. And her and I ran a med spa together a few years back. We're not going to name that med spa because they don't no. deserve that. Oh, so, okay. Um, okay. I'm happy I didn't just We're not going to give them the recognition. The recognition. <laughs> um, we've grown and we're better people. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, y'all are both yeah. like boss, like catches yeah. now. So. so Lisa is part of why I ha- like have the knowledge in injectables that I do. Like she's yeah. been my mentor. I love that. I was Thank injecting you. when I met Lisa, but I was like a baby injector. Like mm-hmm. hers baby. little. I was hers, hers was little. little. <laughs> hers wasn't even using disport. Um so I my knowledge was very, very minimal. And okay. then we Lisa took her took you she did. under her she wing. Took me under her beautiful breast. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> or that. Winger boobs, whatever. Taught me, taught me everything. Like taught me honestly, like everything I know when it comes to injectables. So Lisa's been in the industry a long time. And we'll kind of talk a little yeah. bit. So Lisa, yeah. tell us okay, tell us how long you've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've been a nurse thirty years. Um, been injecting for 10 since, since 2010, basically 2011, um, history nursing did labor and delivery for seven years and then owned home health agencies for 15. So with that comes obviously being a boss. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Knowing when, and when you're a boss, you're CEO, you're a loan officer, your friend, your mom, like mm-hmm. everything that comes with that, uh, which is why I like it. I miss you as one of my kids Honestly, for, a little, yeah. for a little bit and, my, and then grown to be yeah. Well, even a now, like, she graduated out of the she house. Graduated. Uh, you she know, did. Lisa, even now though, like I'll like, I still like see her as like my mentor when it yeah. comes to a lot of things. Like I still ask her things. And yesterday I actually had a question about something and I texted her and like, she's yeah. like my go-to for if I haven't like, and it doesn't happen often, but if I come across something that like I have a question about, or like she tells me about some things that might be on the market that I, like haven't really made it on the market yet, then I'm like, oh, what's that? And so she kind of tells me because she is one to like start using, like she tries everything. everything. So you stay like really woke in the industry of like yes. the new things that are coming. Yes. How do you, how do you stay on top of it to know what's coming? Um, I have a group of injectors that we get together as a round table with our physician. Oh, wow. Um, so we kind of get like inside knowledge on what's coming out and we get free samples to try on people. That's so my clients trust me enough to know that they literally just sit in the chair. They start mm-hmm. talking, whether it's a psychological, physiological issue. Um, and they know that they can trust me with their face while they just unload, mm-hmm. you know, which is, which is it's cool. like therapy, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like that when she does my face too. Mm-hmm. But we, she... <laughs> You know, um, but she, um, so she's usually the one that like, I might hear about something and like just completely dismiss it or like, I'll meet up with her, her and I try and have like monthly, like a breakfast or a lunch because we're so busy and Mm -hmm. she travels a lot with work and uh, it's just, we're just busy. And so we try and like make that time to link up. And when we do like, she'll be like, Oh, have you heard about this new filler that's coming out on the market in like next month or whatever? And I'm like, no, tell me everything. So that's so exciting. Competition competition. So good with the pricing yeah. for us to offer our clients better, you know, prices, especially mm-hmm. if they are on a budget, yeah. which most people are. So mm-hmm. if she's using a new product, like I'll ask her, right. you know, how are you using it? What areas are you putting it in? And she kind of, because she's already been working with it right. before I yeah. get access to it, that I can like, okay, I'm going to try this product. I'm going to use it in this area. So I actually kind of have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> being a client, but also like being very close with you and kind of like, mm, getting access a little bit to just like how it works and stuff. I know that you go through a rep. Mm -hmm. So do you guys like, is there like one universal rep that you all use or is there different ones? So each manufacturer has their own reps and then it's broken up by like division. So depending on how big the company is, like Dallas might have two reps for certain parts of Dallas so depending on where you are, like my, when I worked at a Plano office, my rep at the Plano office, he actually ended up taking over for our longtime Dallas rep, Melissa. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he moved from Plano to now having Dallas. Um, so no, we, 
there's different uh, reps per company. How do you gain that knowledge? Is that like your doctor's duty to kind of give you like Mm -mm. a rule book of... They find us. They find us. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. Okay. Yeah. So like... They seek you guys out. Like y'all are their clients. Yeah. New, a brand new boutique filler just hit the market. She's been using it for a little while. Mm -hmm. Six months probably. Um, And so um, that rep texted me the other day so usually the reps don't go to the office they'll go to the injector directly because oh. a lot of the times in most cases the injector is kind of what determines what goes in an office sure yeah depending on where you're mm-hmm. at so like in my case at bella if we're like if we bring on a new filler it's because i'm asking i'm bringing it on yeah i say i need this and we bring oh. it on so because i'm the only one there injecting the filler and yeah. I'm, if it's something that i want to try or use them so we, they're trying to woo you essentially yes. so okay. a lot of the reps yes. okay they'll take the injectors yeah. out for dinner and drinks oh and i love that it's not so much the office manager even though in a lot of cases that's the final decision but depending on what office you're at mm-hmm. they you know your injectors who's making that decision and so they try to go directly to the injector if they can and that's where yeah. you build the relationships too though like mm-hmm. you know the, a lot of the times offices will hit up the reps if they're looking for a new injector um, because oh. the reps usually find out who's leaving who's good. before yeah. and they know who's good and they kind of know they're like kind of the, the, what is it? I'm looking at the, the recruiters. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Cause they know who's leaving from what office and they kind of get to know the injectors on a personal basis uh-huh. to know like where they would be a good fit. It's kind of, it's that's a, why their hair's so big. It's a, it's full of all the injectors. Honestly, secrets. there's it so is. many secrets. Yeah. Once, when an injector gets in trouble in Dallas, you oh. can bet oh. the fucking reps yeah. know all the deets. So anyway, yep, yes. I'm not going to say anyway. any names about somebody recently, but yeah. um, anyway. I know about that one too. So Lisa. I don't even know. You know. Oh, I do you know. know. Yeah. yeah, you know. The only one that ever gets <laughs> I, in trouble on Dallas. Come on. on purpose. Yeah. She's That's like, probably a good thing. <laughs> I hear too many. Those, I, I play too dumb, many. Yeah. but I really know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So you started in home health a long yeah. time ago and then transitioned into aesthetics. What was that move like for you? And what were some of the reasons why you moved into this industry, this part of the industry? Yeah. Um, well, obviously I got Botox from someone yeah. you know, for disport mainly. And the girl who did it moved out of state and I didn't trust anybody. And first of all, I didn't know what she did to me. Uh, even though she was a friend, it wasn't knowledge for them to tell us what right. they do. Whereas I, I make sure all my clients know exactly what they got that day. And, um, so in case I'm not around and they need to get it from someone else, like I refer to Missy a lot, then she knows what I did on them. Mm-hmm. Um, plus Medicare, Medicaid insurance with home health is a headache. <sighs> oh um, yeah. But you know, once you learn that system, you know, you just, you're used to it, but it was just time for a change. You know, I had, I was an artist to begin with before I was a nurse, commercial art. So that kind of just fell into wanting to do reconstructive injections, like cleft palate, scar tissue, Bell's oh palsy, my and that kind of thing. So once I started researching that, then I just fell in love with people. Yeah. And making, exactly. making them feel good more than anything, you know? Yeah. I love that. And Lisa's a yeah. Pisces. I just want to throw that little for the, my Zodiac people yes. listening. If that tells you anything. Yeah, we like, we like change. Yeah. For sure. We like change. We like to be artsy. So mm-hmm. when you made the switch, was that something that you were hesitant on or were you pretty like gung ho? Like, no, I'm going to do this and I know it's going to be great. Or were you I'm nervous? Yeah. Probably, probably nervous because when you get trained, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know? And when they tell you what to do in class and then you have 10 patients to say you don't remember anything. Right. Um, and every, all 10 patients are different. You know, their muscles are different. You might think they need their forehead done and they don't care about that part. Mm-hmm. So it's very different. Right. Anticipating so it's like, on what you're going to do to each person. Like learning, like the manners of just like working with clients of like that kind of thing. Yeah. What you bothers know? them the most right. versus what not, you think they should do. And not what you're like, yeah. I think you should do this. And they're like, that's yeah. not what I want. That's all about yeah. approach in that conversation. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so since you've moved into the aesthetic realm, what all have you done to kind of grow in your career? Um, word of mouth mainly. Yeah. Um, I am very conservative. So I would say maybe I've injected 35, 40,000 people probably in 10 years because I work all the time. That's a lot. Um, I don't think I've had anyone tell me I've over-injected them. Mm-hmm. You know, good. they've always came back and said they needed more or um, they just come in every three months to get treatment because I'm not one to say, hey, let's do like $5,000 worth of injections and then I'll see you once a year because it's too dangerous for me. Um, side note, I saw something recently that another injector posted that I guess Botox, the 
FDA recommended cleared amount for Botox for, I, I would assume, all three areas is 68 oh. units. Did you know that? Mm -mm. That's what, like, statistically, I guess, what they recommend for a treatment of Botox is a total of 68 units. That's a lot. I know. I know. I think about yeah. putting 68 units in my face and I'd fucking like, mm -mm. Yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, it would last a long time. I mean, duration, duration, yeah. Right, duration yeah. but, but even so, maybe like, then it would, I can't I'm not see. doing yeah. that on people yeah. and they're still getting three months and I'm just like 68 yeah. units. Holy shit. It would be like that Christmas movie, Christmas with the cranks when he literally is. <laughs> yeah. Obviously he didn't get it around his mouth, which is yeah, ironic, but, but whatever. I know. So I was like, why is, he, I can think why of, is he drooling with the in his forehead? I wasn't sure. Okay. But, so yeah. I have a question because like as a client or a consumer, um, it just seems like a very competitive arena. I mean, um, there's a lot of, especially in Dallas area, I feel like there's a lot of injectors. So, I mean, this honestly goes for both of you. Um, what do you do to stay, uh, for lack of a better word, I don't mean this in a bad way, but like, what do you do to stay relevant and how do you make sure that you keep your competitive advantage of people coming in and sitting in your chair compared to coming in and sitting in at, you know, a new med spa that's offering maybe discounts or specials or whatever or giveaways. Like what do you do to stay busy and active to the point that like you are staying lucrative for potentially other injectors that maybe are struggling with that currently? Okay. I'll let Lisa so first. first of all, I would say that I think a lot of people that go to med spas are probably going to hop around. You okay. know, they're, they might not get the same injector twice. Um, maybe 50 injectors in Longview, Missy, maybe two or three I would refer to. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just not that many that do it for creative reasons. Um, they work commission. They need mm -hmm. to sell a lot of product. They mm -hmm. need to inject a lot of product. Um, obviously that's not that safe to inject that much in one person. I don't think. Right. Um, and they're not solving the problem. So I feel like if people go because they don't like their folds, mm -hmm. you know, they are getting injected in the fold when, maybe their cheeks are dropping, they're losing volume. Mm. And so you're not going to fix the problem. So thousand dollars later, like they look the same mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they don't care because they made money off of them. Yeah. You know, um, something else too is on syringes. You might have, um, a med spa that says they have, um, like $400 syringes. Yes. Well, yes. You might get the softest filler on the market that it takes five syringes of that product oh. to fill your lips up yeah. instead of the thickest product that you can do like a fourth of a syringe. It's like a, you see what a I mean? bait and switch almost. So yeah, that's kind of a big, I think a big deal that people try to do. So you kind of like explain maybe more so like your worth, um, to your clients to make them understand mm -hmm. that like, Hey, yeah, if you go, go somewhere, make you sure can. you find out like, what is it? What yeah. product does it text me? I'll let you know. Like yeah. that doesn't go in the cheeks. So you teach them. That goes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's what brings them back. Mm -hmm. I think transparency education. is education. Key. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Educating. And, and cause a lot of times, you know, and I hear it all the time is I get clients that sit in my chair and they're like, I want Juvederm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, one, the Juvederm family has like four or five different products. Mm -hmm which Juvederm product. And then depending on what area, so they might sit in their, ch in your chair and they say, Oh, these smile lines bother me. And I want Juvederm because that's just the name that they know. Well, Lisa and I, because we're an experienced injector, we're going to know that Juvederm's not actually what you want to put. It's probably one of the worst products to put in that particular area yeah. for a number of reasons. And so it's just comes down to educating your client, how I stay relevant or how I stay. And I don't even do like Lisa actually does more advanced techniques. And so I refer mm -hmm. out to Lisa for noses Yes, for PDO threads. Um, there's a lot of things that like I refer out and not that, I mean, she's trained me to do them. I just still shy away from it for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I just don't. And so I'd rather send my clients to somebody who does it often and is experienced in it than me just yes. do it because, you know, I was shown outsourcing kind of your weaknesses. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Again. So I stay relevant in the sense that, you know, even though I'm, I'm still considered an experienced injector, not all injectors do chins, not all injectors do jaw lines, not all injectors, you know, so there's a lot of injectors. I'd say there's probably maybe 10 in DFW that are really considered like are well-known yeah, that are relevant. 10. There's sure. a, there's definitely a top 10 that like mm -hmm. they, these are well-known and all those injectors are doing off-label. All those injectors are doing experienced techniques or, you know, advanced techniques. 
And then, yeah, you could walk in any spa and you could probably get some Botox or even like a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon and get your average Joe Botox. But odds are they're not doing full jawline rejuvenation. They're not comboing treatments to get at the end of the day, you have to look at the end result. Your this client sits in your chair and they have a they have a goal in mind for you, for you, for example. Mm-hmm. You had a goal in mind. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, in order to get there, we need to do this first. And then mm-hmm. we need to come back and do this. Right. It's not like a wham, bam, Thank you, ma'am. one mm-hmm. visit. It's just not that way. And I think that comes down to knowledge. And a lot of my clients, I mean, I have clients that travel in from Colorado, will literally fly in, get their treatment and fly out and wow. drive in from Oklahoma and, mm-hmm. and in smaller areas yeah. because mm-hmm. they don't have experienced injectors out in right. some of these areas in Oklahoma or other parts of Texas where it's a little smaller town mm-hmm. and they want these more off-label things done that, you know, there's just not anybody experienced. And so I think it just comes with, you know, staying up to date on, even though PDO threads is newer and noses are kind of new over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. even though I don't do them, I can still outsource to somebody who For knows sure. well, somebody who's, I'm going to, ref- my clients, know I'm going to be honest with them and I'm going to send them to the best possible And, and that gives you kudos because you could easily pocket the cash and be like, yeah, I mean, let me yeah, do that. yeah, sure. I can, I've seen it. I can do it. I've done it, you know, one or two times, but it's not something else. But mm-hmm. they always come back. Of course, just they like do. with Lisa, if she can't get to somebody, Honesty. they send, she'll refer to me. I'll do them one time. And then if, and then Lisa continues to do them. It's just about honest and, and contributing that relation, you know, building mm-hmm. that relationship with somebody. And a lot of her clients, a lot of my clients, we've had for years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've had some of my clients who I've been injecting since I like first learned to do Botox. I mean, this is like before I was doing any filler, just like baby, baby Mm -hmm. injector. Mm -hmm. And they've trusted me with their face. And yeah, I've sent them to other people for threads and for other things that I wasn't doing at the time. And it just, you know, it's staying, it's knowing all that's out there, but kind of being honest and upfront if there's something that you don't want to do. And I think social media has been a huge referral, but social media, word of mouth. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Staying honest you know, up on your posting, which I kind of fell off for a while when I got busy with explore box, I wasn't posting as much on my injectable business. And I've been trying to make a conscious effort lately. And I've noticed my, I'm getting more people from Instagram. Come, I probably get five new people a week just yeah. from Instagram, just because I'm posting, you know, even three times yeah. a week. Sure. Um, and so, you know, back when I was working for that med spa, her and I used to work for, it was really about social media and that's, I built up a pretty solid base just Mm -hmm. staying because a lot of the clientele these days is, you know, it is really that 20 to like 35 Mm -hmm. age range. And that's, that's where they're getting their referrals from, or, you know, they're seeing it on social media an influencer or a friend got Botox here. And that's kind of where they want to go. And I think it also depends on location. You know, sometimes that plays a part. If you, you told me a story about when you got Botox one time. Oh, oh gosh, Nicola, did you drive a long way? Uh, no, she no. just went to a really <laughs> oh, okay. janky place. For price. A shopping mall. For price? Yeah, no. Mm, it was... It was not in the back of a donut store or anything. Like that. It was close. I've heard of. It was not a good. It was not a good place. And like no. now that she's educated as a consumer, yeah, she probably wouldn't make that same decision. Whoa. No, and yeah. she, you know, got kind of got lucky. But you know, it just comes <laughs> yeah. down to like sometimes location can, you know, just at the end of the yeah, day, last if minute. If you need something right. last minute, you're sure. kind of desperate. Sure. Yeah. But even then education though is yes. key for an any injectors <laughs> yeah. <They'll get> you. <laughs> that are uh, like launching their business. Is yeah. Start Social with education and education. educating your clients. And if you want to be like, if you're a newer injector and you want to be doing, you know, if you want to be a top injector in any major city that you're yeah. in, how honestly off label, you need to be doing off label techniques. What exactly does that mean for? So for example, when we are trained by, you know, the manufacturer. So when you, when you bring on a product, for example, the manufacturer comes in, you know, they have the rep come in and they give you product and they have you book models and they teach you what's FDA cleared to do. So for example, you know, Botox started out just being cleared to do the 11 lines in between the brow. Mm -hmm. And so that's really all they can train you on. So off label would be considered forehead or crow's feet at that time. And wow. with fillers, like a lot of fillers are not cleared to do jawline or oh, chin. That was like when I did. Um, yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, so you're trained on certain things, but it's yeah. working with other injectors and other companies. There are some companies that will offer some other trainings, but it's getting that training by your medical director, uh, another injector, 
on some of that more off-label stuff because the manufacturer like Allergan, for example, will only train you on certain wow. FDA cleared areas. Okay. And so yeah. if you're an injector and you're wanting to expand your career and make this a long-term thing, you need to learn because people are going to ask, you know, they're going to oh, ask for, sure. for, they might be in your chair for Botox, but they might need filler in their nose. And mm-hmm. if you don't know how to do filler in their nose, then you're going to find yourself like me referring out or sure. just missing out on the money. If you don't have a connection to somebody that's good and knows what they're doing that you're feel comfortable sending your patients to. Sure. Um, so I think long-term, if you're looking to grow, you need to be doing off label. Um, and Lisa, you have n- now a med spa that's in, um, Hawaii. Long- Hawaii and Longview. Oh yes. Oh my God. Okay. Is it Longview or Tyler? Well, Longview is okay. my home base. Is her That's home where base. I started. So what, as getting both of those locations started then, what was your business, your, your biggest struggle as a business owner, um, launching both of those? Um, well, probably because I owned businesses in Longview before. Sure. It was easy for me to start. That was a good transition. Studio. Um, and then when I decided to, moved to Dallas because I wanted to just work both. Okay. Um, I already traveled here on the weekends and had a group of patients. And then I went to Bridgeport, McKinney, Rockwall, just covered all the small towns because they didn't have injectors. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know anybody in Dallas yet. So I kind of got my feet wet at the spa, uh, with Missy and basically just realized there's really not a lot of talented people out there. It was kind of my first little hint because I'm used to my small town. I pretty much owned it. Yeah. You basically um, were kind of like competition doing your homework. Wasn't that, wasn't that big a deal to me. Um, and I think it's that way with any business though. Um, yeah. If you're a good person, you know, you're nice, you're trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and with your face, that's a big deal. Cause it's very mm-hmm. scary because people mm-hmm. don't want to be injectors. They think you make it look so easy. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that way. It's an art. It's definitely, and I get asked that too, and I'm sure you get it. Little, you know, girls that are, you know, they go off to nursing school and then they get out of nursing school and they're like, okay, I want to be an injector. Oh yeah, that's well, what they all want to kind of do, right? Did they teach you how to inject Botox in nursing school? No, Mm-mm. they didn't no. teach you how to do it, inject filler in nursing school. There's, you know, it's not. You still have to go. Is there special training then to be in aesthetics, like for like injections and stuff, or is it simply just you have to be a nurse and then? You can be hired. I don't know um, what that process well, state, is like. State rule. Basically. State differs, yeah. Differs, yeah. Um, you can go to any injection class basically just to get a certificate. The basics, yeah. And but, what is like the credit hours of that? Or is it literally um, just like, like a, a day? Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe Saturday, Sunday. Saturday yeah. for toxin. Another day for fillers and only. Then, and so then you're... You're basically certified, but you have to be with a nurse, that, so. you really need, it took me a year of practice. I probably worked for free. Um, all my friends, I do all their 11s with like 10 units. And then I went to 15. Um, <laughs> so, just did it cost. Just, so yeah, until I kind of thought, okay, well, this is how you raise the brows. It's not anything I learned in class. Um, this is how you do Cupid's bow. I didn't learn this in class at all. So you just self-train. Yeah. That's with You're perfecting your craft. You want to do. Mm-hmm. Sure. In the state of Texas, it's still delegated, which means you don't have to be a registered nurse or hired. Okay. However, in a lot of states like Oklahoma, California, for example, those places you do have to be RN or hired to do injections. It just, but at the end of the day, whether you're a nurse or not a nurse, you're still working under a medical director's delegation. I mean, yeah. Not Mm -hmm. all doctors can be medical directors too. So there's a lot of like, you know, I, I actually recently, a client of mine, you know, wants to open a med spa and she reached out to me and was like, so can I be an esthetician and do injections? And I'm like, well, I mean, technically yes, but no, there's so much more to it. People don't mm-hmm. realize you have to have a medical director in order to, that has to Trust agree, you. right. Yeah, that has to, to agree yeah. to allow you to inject under their medical license. Even if you're a nurse or you're not a nurse, you're still injecting under somebody's medical license. So if you fuck up at the end of the day, it's on them, their medical license. I mean, you obviously have repercussions, but like it falls back on them too. So that's the hard part. Even as a nurse coming out of nursing school, getting a job is difficult because you have to still find a doctor that says, okay, you're a nurse, but you've never touched a face before in your life. You've never injected anybody. And I'm supposed to There's trust risk you to work there. under my, sure. my licensing. Yeah. So, you know, I think it, it's, there's a common misconception that, oh, I'll go to nursing school and I'll just be an injector. So do you recommend then that they kind of cover their tracks and do that first, like while they're in schools or, or they're like getting their license and they start kind of just like, um, 
for lack of a better word, interviewing with different doctors and kind of just saying, Hey, I'm in the process. This is my goal. I want to do this. You know, like how, how can I, are there ever interns? Well, like a print, there's kind of uh, a okay. There we go. An apprenticeship. Yeah, so like that's how I initially got into yeah. it years ago. Like, was like throw me a little bit of a bone. A plastic surgeon out on his injectable days. Okay, and so that's kind of where my training started sure. years ago. But okay. um, I think it. Anybody that asks me now, I tell them still go to nursing school because even though the law is what it is now, you know. I, I tell them just go ahead and start with it because it could potentially change. Yeah. It may or sure. may not. It really but, honestly should and it, down the road. It will or, change yeah. at yeah, some point. And so yeah. anybody looking to get into it now, I'd say go to nursing school. When you get done with nursing school, find a spa that's willing to pay for your training or willing to do other trainings. Oh, because you know? that's the other part of that is like, yeah, we could go off to some of these places locally, take a, a weekend Botox, you know, filler class, but even... I mean, that'll just kind of get your hands on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it comes down to the medical director and whether or not he trusts you to work for him. Mm -hmm. But there are spas out there that will, I guess, be more willing to train a newer injector. And it may not be the best spa. I mean, I've told people that you're probably gonna have to go work at a janky spa for like a year. Started from the bottom and and then you can glow up. To get some hands on. But you're not going to walk into a plastic surgeon's office with no experience and get a a job. It's just not going to happen. And I I definitely would would say that anyone that's looking to get into the business or to work for a med spa, you need to interview the med spa. Mm. Yeah. Um, Mm. If you have owners of a spa that are not medical, they're not going to protect your nursing oh, license. No. Period. No. They're only in it for money. Yes. For whatever reason that, whatever that is. And um, I have less. And that's really with any, for that. any mm-hmm. business that you get into. You really need to know like home health, for instance, home health care owners, they're only in it for the money. They're not, they're yeah. not medical. They don't care. Yeah. They're, they go down, you go down with them. You got to do the um, legwork and make sure you do a lot of, do a lot of prep work. So with yeah. that being said, you know, obviously it's a very female driven industry, what mm-hmm. advice would you give to somebody when it comes to working with female, like basically all female nowadays, there's kind of, there's kind of a few yeah, male injectors, diverse, but, so. um, what advice would you give to somebody or kind of, how would you navigate through that scenario? Being in mm-hmm. a med- I drama, try to have a drama for you. Yeah. I was about to say that has to be kind of hard working with um, mainly females. Well, with, um, in the home health business, I had 250 employees, obviously 99% of those were women. Oh my goodness. Um, I had low, hardly any turnover when the labor board did, yeah. did their audits. It was like the lowest they'd seen with that many employees. Um, I think with that is you can't expect them to work harder than you are. Yeah. They need to learn by example first. Yeah. Um, if you're with caddy people and they want to call people out, they need to do it. Just confront them, bring them all in the same room. If you're going to talk about someone, then talk about them right here in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just get it over with. Cause yeah. I'm not putting up with this behavior at all. Um, cause it might be valid. You might need to kind of see like what's going on or who's trying to step on someone's toes mm-hmm. for your attention. Um, that's probably the biggest thing and, and loyalty, you know? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 250. Yeah, but I, I confront, I'll, I'll confront you in a second. If you think, but, you know, if you're, if you're talking about someone, I'll bring that person in the room and let's just see what's up. <laughs> cause that'll, that'll make you stop real quick. You know what? It will. You and know? you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. But it was before cell phones too. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of social media, social media just snippets, yeah. which, you know, with that is still I'm old school HIPAA. So I don't post a lot when it comes yeah. to privacy. I kind of think that's a little issue, but, um, you know, for the most part, just, keep, uh, she's yeah. like kind of, at least it's a no bullshit kind of person. She's no, I like, like that. So I get yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if someone does you wrong, obviously just blow it over. You know, if there's something you do in business that didn't work just move on to the next project. Like yeah. you can't dwell on anything. You know, people are going to yeah. try to steal your ideas. They're going to try to steal your business, steal your man yeah. or your friends or whatever it is. And just don't dwell on it. Doesn't even, doesn't even matter. What made you branch out to, um, to Hawaii? Um, well, I, a girlfriend of mine married a guy over there. So mm-hmm. she, and she did hair in Dallas and during COVID, she couldn't come back over. Oh my goodness. So okay. I applied for my Hawaii license and okay. told my physician, Hey, do you know anyone in Hawaii? And he goes, well, I have a house in Maui. I have a Hawaii license already. Stop it. So it was just oh, meant to be. the odds. <laughs> so I um, fly over there. I do a couple people, a couple days worth. And then I end up staying for five and uh, booked I'm everybody like... out for two weeks. And now I go every three months for two weeks. Paradise. That's nice. 
Honestly. Yeah. She's great like, people. You need to come really great me. people. I'm like, yeah. I need to make that happen. Yeah. I need to just get I mean, how cool is that? And that's and possible. That's so yeah. that should be your goal. That's possible life. for, in, for injectors is they can kind mm-hmm. of, if they can find another market that they can go after and be successful and they can, yeah. they can it's travel it's, and it's do that. Endless with, especially with nursing. As long as yeah. they have like their yeah. license or they're as certified a, like in the I'm, state or wherever. Okay. I'm limited because I'm obviously not a nurse. So like I couldn't go and inject oh it, like, okay in sure state type of thing sure and dfw or just texas alone i yeah. mean i, I mean, go because burleson cleburne because that kind of just fell into my lap it and did building a clientele out there mm-hmm. and so now it just makes a big one for me to go out there a couple days a month and book a whole day out and i've got a solid group of girls out there and it just kind of you know and i work for mm-hmm. myself in dallas and in fort worth i was going to say so the way that that is broken down then um business wise is y'all are like me, 1099. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do salary for myself only because I've always wanted to have that social security paid in. I get that. Um, yeah. I, I want, I want to be able to have a fallback in case my 401k or whatever. That is get smart. divorced. They want to take your money, whatever it is. You sure. Um, you just really a safety net. So I've always done a salary just so I, I can say that I've paid in social security for that. Yeah. Yeah. That rainy day there, that you there, might need it there when I get there, we'll see. But yeah. Um, um, I was going to say something really important. I think for most, so there's, there's an option. You can either go the salary route or you can be a 1099 uh, for an injector or some injectors are hourly plus commission, depending on where you are, which interesting. Okay. So I guess the further you get into, and Lisa could probably agree with this, the further you get into being an injector and building a clientele and being busy, hourly plus commission isn't always the best for you. Um, so like now moving and because I've worked other places and I've been burned in the past, like now moving forward, I would never accept a position under an hourly. I don't even know if I hourly only. Yeah, I would. Yeah, too much for that. Yeah, like yeah. So me, I I prefer to be ten ninety nine because I, it's just makes sense financially for the yeah. like if you're able to save run. and yeah. put back your yeah. your money you would put for taxes and yeah, you're, yeah. you're way better. But a lot of people can't yeah. do that now. If an injector is to the place now, like where she has a book of business kind of, you know, where she could be like a 1099, could, could y'all essentially rent a booth like hairdressers do where they're basically operating their Mm -hmm. own salon and you're still under a doctor, but you have your own booth that you can rent out. And that way you don't have a med spa that you work for, but you do have your license held under someone. And is that like a thing? I mean, yeah. yeah, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. I think it as long the- as your physician's okay yeah. with it. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you yeah. do lasers, you're a little, a little bit more where you need yeah. a little state license. Sure. Um, to be displayed. But injectors, you can call call the shots as long as you do your sharp disposal. Interesting. You, know, you have your notices for English and Spanish for any complaints. The normal. Yeah, yeah. The normal basic, business practice. Yeah. The yeah. normal protocols. Yeah. Interesting. So it just depends. I mean, and I wouldn't advise any like newer injector to go out and do that because there's a lot I of like legal back yeah. backing that you need. Mm-hmm. But for someone that's, you know, established that like is and a lot of injectors that, are going out on their own. Yeah. I mean, like, it's hard to like, it's, it's a new goal though, you know, and, yeah. and you know, it's hard to find like, you know, med spas are looking for, I want an experienced injector with a book of business. Well, most experienced injectors with a book of business are working for themselves. Don't want, yeah. don't want to work not, for you. Right. Yeah. They don't it's want to work freedom. for you. Right. Yeah. What do you, what do you yeah. want out of life? Like yeah. what, what does your freedom sure. mean to you? And that's yeah. what you need to do. Well, and then, you know, it's like when people start realizing what their worth is, they're not really <laughs> yeah. looking to. Well, and if it's something that like you have a good rapport and a relationship with your medical director and you can have the setup you need to have set up and you know, all the legalities. Sure. With it. I mean, there really is no reason to pay Mm-mm. anybody else no. to, or have anybody else take a cut of your profit. I mean, that's just the, at the end. Of, and there might be other, I mean, there might be other reasons because this place is giving you clientele or the location's great or whatever. I mean, there mm-hmm. might be maybe reasons benefits, why you're doing it. Maybe, there, there are some yeah. benefits to doing it, but most in, experienced injectors, depending on, you know, what they're looking for. Most of them are going out on their own these days. Anyway, over the last year or two years, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the, the bigger name ones and, and DFW are on their own. They're working for themselves. And so they are doing kind of like what I just said then. Well, I mean, a lot of them are, are doing their own like actual med spas now, oh, but interesting. it's not okay. something that like, you know, three or four years ago, every, like one of the, all the bigger named injectors and in DFW were, were at- working for somebody. 
and now they're all opening their own med spas or they're leasing a space somewhere and they have a medical director working, you know, that they're working with. And as long as all your bases are covered and you know what you're doing, then there's no reason that you can't do that. Go do it. But it just, it comes with confidence. Sure. That's the other thing. You know, if you feel confident to be in a room by yourself and to inject a patient and not be in a medical setting and whatever, then, then that's on, you know, it's up to you. But I think that a lot of people who are experienced and confident are, are going out on their own because it just makes more sense. Absolutely. It's an industry that's, it's growing and anybody who knows what they're doing is working for themselves. Yeah. Why do you want to share a cut with someone that basically just has their hand out where you could just pocket it all and say, Nope, that's my hard work and I deserve all my money. (laughs) And a lot of our trainings, I mean, not all of them, but you know, some of our trainings we pay for ourselves. Um, you know, right. Especially if you're, you know, you might be working for med spa, but you're 1099, not always do they pay for training. Like, you know, if if there's Mm -hmm. a specific training you want to take, that's, you know, optional and our injectable like, trainings are into you. the thousands. I mean, they yeah. cost thousands of well, dollars and you can go like to Europe and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you were telling me about the, the Julie horns mm-hmm. training. And I mean, this, these things are like thousands and thousands of right. dollars and most likely your employer's not going to pay for you to go no. and, and further your career with that. So that's out of your pocket. So, you know, but yeah. you're your best investment too, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and I think with, um, what you have to remember is people don't kind of think about, the money that's involved to get your own business with this. So let's say I have 10 people a day, five days a week. Sure. Um, I have to know like 50 people. So mm-hmm. I have, what if they all just get Botox? So I need, or toxin. I'll oh, say man, toxin because so I don't really don't use Botox that much. Um, you need to be able to have 50 vials on hand or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If they all want to do lips, you need 50 syringes. <laughs> you know, you have to be prepared. Well, yeah. that's $25,000. 30,000, whatever it is mm-hmm. that you Man, want yeah. to do. So you have to have that. It's an investment. To, and they might yeah. bring someone with them or yeah. what if they get all of the above? Yeah, because you wouldn't want to yeah. be empty handed where you're like, I can have it next week mm-hmm. for you. And they're like, I want it now. Yeah. And I think, that, I think clients too, they're used to me having everything. So they're like, oh, I want to do this, this, and this, and this. And I'm just prepared all the time. For so, yeah. example, when I went on my own um, a few years ago, I like had a falling out with my employer and mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. was kind of thrown into going on my own because I had clients booked and I sure. needed to take them somewhere. So for rent on my space, for paying my medical director for the month, for buying product, and this is just like just those alone, I was looking at $25,000 easily Jeez. a month. It's just income you have to have available to be able to do that. So you got to have like your checks and, so, and balances right yeah, so you can make sure that you yeah, can keep exactly. it going. So you might <laughs> yeah. be like, yeah. a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, like I have an, ass- an assistant that helps me if um, when I go to Fort Worth and stuff. And so like if I, you know, if I bring in, say 8,000 for the day. Okay. But you have to factor in product cost on that. Right. You have to factor in what I'm paying my medical director for that. You have to pay for the space that I'm in. So like, I'm not taking home 8,000, even though that's what was ran through my whatever. I'm not taking home $8,000. It's a very expensive. And I think a lot of people that are like, Oh, I'm just going to open a med spa. I've got $50,000. I'm going to open a med spa. No. No, sis, yeah, that's, that's not happening. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, literally. A, that's a week of product yeah. in a busy med spa or a, an experienced injector. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're spending anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars a week in a product order if right. you are full, fully booked. I mean, sure. that's that's and that's low. Um, so people don't understand like you're cutting. You might be making six thousand for the week, but you're cutting a four thousand dollar check for the next week, and it right. just is like yeah. a reverse. Yeah, yeah it's you just. It's a cat and mouse of just keeping it going. Yeah. I mean, and you, at the end of the day, yes, you profit and you make money and it's all good, but you have to be able to cut those big checks. You know, injectables are expensive for a reason because product cost is expensive. Exactly. And you have to factor in medical director's fees and syringes. Syringes. Yeah. All the other And it kind of circles back to like, you know, just good things don't come easy. Kind of like how you were saying, you know, $400 syringes, like that's not going to be your best stuff. It's just, it's just like, it's the same equation. Right. If you want something that's going to hold out in your cheeks and you need a cheek rejuvenation, you're going to have to pay for that. It's going to cost you a few thousand dollars. And it's going to cost you a few thousand dollars just to invest in having it on hand. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you have to kind of project when you're solo, you have to project what you might be having coming in for the next few weeks and have that on hand. And that might be a $10,000 check you're writing. And you know, it just, so I think people think it, it comes really easily, but it's not something that you can just, if you don't have a clientele to back up being on your own, you're not going to make it on your own. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be a paycheck to paycheck scenario. Absolutely. It is. 
So it's, it's expensive to get into and anybody looking, I mean, I, I've been asked by clients, how come you don't open your own med spa by now? And I'm like, I don't fucking want to. Right. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Right. It's I'm clocking. Like, well, you can't, we don't ever clock in and yeah, clock out in our own business, but it's just not so. a stress that I want mm-hmm. because I know every lot, cause I've managed and I've consulted and I've done a laser tech and esthetician and it just, I've seen all the aspects of it yes. and I don't want it. And lasers too. I mean, lasers are, people don't understand like some the good lasers, if you want a good laser at your med spa, that's a $200,000 laser. Oh, I, yeah. I yeah. mean, they and are. it'll be obsolete in three years. So, you know, you have to be, oh, yeah. lease, lease it, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Lease it's, buy one. Jeez. it's just yeah. like, people don't get that, you know, you're not just going to open a med spa with $57,000. I mean, anybody that <laughs> asks me, I'm like, get a half a mil and we can talk. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're going to need to yeah. have a good med spa. Start with a half a million. <laughs> <laughs> So I was going to say something, but I can't, (laughs) um, but I think you definitely have to be organized for sure. Um, and back in the day, whenever we started, there was just one or two product lines on the market. So if you only, if you, the more you buy, the cheaper the product is. So let's say we all carry X brand Mm -hmm. of stuff. Then everybody that comes in only gets that product. Well, it doesn't go everywhere on your face. Right. So that's what you're getting. So you're getting that under your eyes and your lips and your cheeks and Nowadays, go, there's, like I wouldn't put it there. Yeah. A lot of it, you know, see, we carry every product. You need to there. have options available mm-hmm. because yeah, you can't just carry like three types of filler because those, I mean, they're really, you really need to have, there's probably a solid six on the market that like you always need to have, have in to stock have. Mm-hmm. at all times because you don't know that person might come right. their lips and then suddenly decide to add their cheeks or their tear troughs. But if you don't have that, you're not just going to stick anything there. If you're no. a good injector, you're not yeah, going to do well, it. No. Yeah. No. So, Reschedule. Yeah. So that's it's right. just kind of one of those, you know, there's so many out on the market now. And and some of these newer ones are great awesome. for other, you know, but then it's like, you know, then you have to carry that one in stock. And it's just, it's a lot. It's worth it. If you really, you know, like if you're passionate about what you do um, and you're good at what you do, you can really grow in the industry and it's great. It's mm-hmm. booming. It's not going anywhere, Mm-mm. but nope. it's, you know, it better not. I think Lisa's got it set up <laughs> great. I mean, the, she gets to travel and do it. And yeah. I think that that's like yeah. the ideal setup for an injector kind of build your client base in different cities that and go away for a month to one city and inject and vacation all at the same time. Right. I mean, yeah. That's a, it was always kids. a goal. Always a goal yeah. of mine when my kids were grown. Um, to be able to do that. So. I love that. Yeah. And, and even here. when your kids, even younger kids, you can still you yeah. know, take time off and do that if you can, yeah. even if it's for a weekend. I mean, I'm just going to go to Hawaii with her to just go. Uh, yeah. To I'm going to just go and with I'm gonna you And I'm going to ride yeah. it off as a work trip, even though I'm not <laughs> <That's> working. <right. laughs> it's I'm all working education. Working on my fitness. Working on my tan. Yeah. Work on your surf, okay? <laughs> That's all. That's it. Um, so as we close out, what are some key tips that you would have for somebody kind of wanting to be in the industry or maybe somebody that's already in the industry and wants to go solo? What advice would you give somebody? Um, definitely how, how they may, stay You mean sane. like safety? Well, probably well, safety that and or, like, or maybe don't have a business partner, number one. I don't recommend that unless you maybe have a tiebreaker. Like if you're friends, never do 50-50. Mm. always have somebody that you trust that would be honest. Like mm-hmm. you're messing up. Like this is not the best idea for the company. Maybe a 1% person because that is a structure, you know, destruction and all the things that you work for, a lot of money you work for can be gone in a second yes. just based on issues that happen to each other or whatever it is. Um, I would definitely do that. It doesn't take any common sense to open a business. I mean, that's so easy. It's just how are you going to run it? How organized are you going to be? How hard are you going to work? Um, and just find out what is it, what do you want out of the business? You know, first of all, I want my clients to be happy. Right. Um, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Um, and I want them to trust me and I, I want to have a good life at the same time. So that's kind of what you have to do in this business. Yeah. yeah. Have a good is their confidence. Their confidence it just going. makes my life, mm-hmm. you know, every day. There's very few people I'd say I'd go into business with in this life because I've been burned and have mm-hmm. seen it and seen people get, and Lisa's probably one of the few people I'd actually go into like actual legitimate business with yeah. because yeah. her and I have been through similar situations and we've learned from those situations sure. and like have just, because we're, I think it, it's easier to work for, if you're going to look for a job as an injector, work for a med spa that 
their owner is knows the industry. Right. You know, I think that's where our experience, or at least mine personally, is working for places where the owners have no idea. They have nothing. They don't know anything about the med spa industry or the employees or what the average pay is or yeah, that sounds kind of toxic try and cut corners and <laughs> nope. you know nope. it's, yeah. it's, it comes down to the bottom line which I get from a business standpoint but also like that's where high turnover comes into play and sure. things I think that it's very rare that you find and I'm lucky at Bella which actually I got yeah. through Lisa was oh wow my connection through that mm -hmm. but yeah. is finding a group of just people who understand the industry and are great to work for and kind of let me do my thing and without, you know, micromanaging and, you know, it just, it's like a little family, right? It's like, just very trustworthy and across the board. That's really hard to find in this industry. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but, well, Lisa, thank you for coming. Thank you. Yeah. It was so fun. This, I, we can do it again. It was really informative, yeah. even just as someone that's not in the industry. It's very interesting. Yeah. So there's I a lot that. of moving a lot parts. Of perspectives. Yeah, there yeah. are. Yeah. Good takeaways. So Lisa's the OG. Yes. Well, well, thank you for coming on. Don't, <laughs> fall, out of the don't fall out of the chair. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> on that note, make sure that you like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts and all the other platforms, whatever they are. Now, see, I'm Spot rusty. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm rusty already. She's I've forgotten what I'm mind. supposed to say. But make sure you just show us some love, okay? And we'll see you next week on Don't Call Us Pretty. Y'all stay pretty out there. Bye, guys. Bye. Make it clear.